I'm Bill. And I'm T-Dog. And this is Two Films, Two films, too curious. Too curious, where the two of us watch two movies. And we're curious about them. Well, we didn't do that this time, <clears throat> because this is a special feature, and you know how that goes. We didn't watch two movies. It's that short episode in between a longer, two longer episodes, and we're going to talk about other things instead. Uh, if I've been Johnny on the spot, this episode, you're listening to this. If, if we both did our part, me, the editor of this podcast, and you, the listener of this podcast, you'll be listening to this on an auspicious day, August the 18th. A day that will live in infamy. Not infamy. Infamy. In. Pause. Fammy. Because it is T-Dog's birthday. This is the part where everybody can sing happy birthday to T-Dog. We're going to pause for the full time. No, I'm just kidding. That's not. Yeah, they had to sing real fast. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, just rewind. Pause it. Sing it. Press play. Uh, as such, generally speaking, we have two questions, and today the two questions are a little bit different. The first question is not a question at all. It's a list that I made for you of all of the movies that were number one in the box office on August the 18th, starting Aww. in 1992. <laughs> I got to tell you, this may not surprise you, August being sort of the end of summer, mm-hmm. movies that came out or that were number one in the box office on your birthday, are either really great summer blockbusters that did so well that they're still number one, or really bad summer blockbusters as people are trying to hold on to the summer. (laughs) 1992, uh, the number one movie at the box office on uh, August the 18th was Unforgiven. It's a Clint Eastwood Western. It's supposed to be a deconstruction of Westerns. It's not a happy movie. I watched it, and this was the first in about three Clint Eastwood movies I watched back-to-back where I realized Clint Eastwood doesn't like the youths. Does not like like a lot of types of people. So many types. Gran Torino is all about how he hates the young ethnic minorities. Unforgiven is about how he hates young people that are up and coming in his industry. Space Cowboys is how he hates young aliens. It's just a whole thing. (laughs) He doesn't like young people. Unforgiven was pretty good, though. Uh, have you seen Unforgiven? No. I know you've seen this next one. I was only out. a couple minutes old when it came out, so. True, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Now, I, I'm not sure that you saw this one uh, on your birthday in, in 1993, but you were one years old when Jurassic Park was number one at the box office. Whoa, that's awesome. That's a pretty good one. Flintstones in 1994. I always forget that movie exists. You know, I do too, and then I remember... It's one of uh, John Goodman's great roles. He was very good in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apollo 13, the year after that, and Independence Day, and Air Force One, and Saving Private Ryan in quick succession. A very America-heavy... That's, America that's, heavy, a, that's bangers, yeah. Right? A lot of good <laughs> America stuff, a lot of good uh, airplane stuff. Fun fact, Saving Private Ryan is uh, William Goldman's least favorite movie. I think I've said that on here before. I just think that's fascinating. He wrote a whole essay about how much he hates that movie. It's very interesting to read. I don't disagree with the things he's saying, uh, but I really do like that movie. I watched it again just the other day. So, The Sixth Sense came out after Saving Private Ryan. The original Mm -hmm. Kings of Comedy is a movie that I'm only passingly aware of. 
it's not really a movie so much as like a stand-up special and documentary kind of a thing. Okay. I think I only I'm not very aware of it. Rush Hour Two the next year though that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Little X, Large X, Little X, also known as Triple X, came out the year after that. And now this is a the next two are a, a nice little next to each other kind of a thing. Freddy versus Jason, and then Alien versus Predator the next year. <laughs> I gotta say, Alien versus Predator, not a bad movie. Certainly not the worst of the Aliens or the Predators, having seen all of them. Just was it this summer? Summer prior? I don't recall. Not bad. Yeah. After that is Four Brothers, another movie that's not bad. Andre Three Thousand is in that movie. Hmm. Snakes on a Plane, Super Bad, Tropic Thunder, District Nine. The classic Vampires Suck, because that was from the era where we thought, if a movie comes out, we must make a parody version of that movie. I really like the Twilight movies. I know you've also seen them and read the books. Have you seen seen Vampire Sucks? I haven't seen the last two Twilight movies. Oh, the last one. <laughs> I really Let me tell you. Oh, well, yeah, but the last one, apparently it shooketh the people in the theaters, and they were a little like, <gasps> and I, too, was watching that movie, and I was like, what the fuck, what the fuck? And then we got to the end, and then it did the thing, and I was like, oh, my God. It was good. If you get some time, hmm. they're on the Netflix. Get you to the, was it Breaking Dawn Part 2? That's a good movie. But I have not seen Vampire Suck. I haven't either. The Help, which I only saw recently. Expendables 2. Lee Daniels' The Butler. Some of them aren't winners on this list. I don't know anything about <laughs> Lee Daniels' The Butler. However, in 2014, I even made a special note of this because I thought I'm going to want to remember this year because we can talk about this one a little bit. Do you know what the number one movie in the box office was on your birthday the year after we graduated? I mean, the year that we graduated. I don't, but I can Google it. Don't Google it, because I'm just going to tell you. 2014, your birthday 2014, number one movie in the box office was the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. And then Suicide Squad, The Hitman's Bodyguard, another good movie. Crazy Rich Asians, thought that was a great movie. The Good Boys, Good Boys, 2019, I don't think I know that one. It was sort of actually in the same vein as Superbad, if they were a little bit younger. It was a whole thing. I remember when it came out, and I thought... That looks like a movie I would watch if it was on, and I haven't seen it yet because it's not been on. (laughs) SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, last year. We had some struggles in the box office last year, naturally. True. Which is why, as of uh, the 16th, the number one movie in the box office this year is Free Guy. Oh, so it's probably going to be it on the 18th, too. Right. Now, I think that we hear... At Two Films Too Curious, are all there are 1,448 subscribers to this podcast. Now, I'm sure that some of them That's are Russian so bots, so I'm going to need some of those bots to get to Twitter, do what you guys do best, fudge an election, <laughs> and see if we can get either the Green Knight or James Gunn's The Suicide Squad up in the numbers a bit so we can make that one the winner tomorrow. I mean, I'll take Black Today. Widow, too. Black Widow? That, yeah. I heard that uh, Respect was good. The Aretha Franklin movie. I've not seen it yet, but I've heard that was good. Any of these would be fine. 
Maybe not Don't Breathe 2. This is Tyler. Let's not make a horror movie number one on his birthday. Sixth Sense was okay because we really didn't have any sway on that at that point. And I, I'm, <laughs> he may like that one. Have you seen What's, Sixth Sense? That's, I find it to be more suspenseful than scary. We have, I have a whole thing about that, and I can't remember if we've talked about it here or not, but maybe we'll talk about it <clears throat> in October when we do these things. I don't know if there's that. In my heart, in there's heart. not that much of a difference. On Someone the other who hand, likes suspenseful movies, but doesn't like scary movies. There's a big difference in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, I guess. And I, I, it's not to say that if I'm like, ooh, I want to watch a horror movie, but I can't find my copy of Halloween, may as well watch Silence of the Lambs. That's not going to do. That's not going to work. So maybe there is a difference in my heart. Yeah, to me, it's a difference between being nervous and scared. I can which, live with which, that. Which is a, certainly a fine line. There's, you know, there's not that much difference between those feelings. Because nervousness is usually you're scared of something sure. you control. But like something that's not, you're not actively being startled. It's sort yeah. of the... Like The Shining. Yeah. I love, I don't think it's a scary movie, but it is it's very suspenseful. There's some scenes that you just pull your beard out. Oh, no, don't do that. You already did. They don't grow back. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Maybe that's my thing. Maybe it's that I don't think... I think that horror... I think that horror is an umbrella genre, and under it exists suspenseful movies. Maybe that's what it is. But, again, genre... I don't know. This genre argument is one that can get me in trouble. It's not an argument that that goes down easy sometimes when I try and have a genre argument. And maybe I need to just not worry about it so much. Like what genres are sandwiches and stuff like that, you know? Right? (laughs) Honestly, if a movie has... If if a movie is three-act structure, the first and the third act are the bread of the movie sandwich. And that's science fact, not science fiction, folks. (laughs) Although if it's probably for science fiction movies, too. This bit has gone on far too much. Let's just talk about (laughs) what do you do, MCU? And talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 2. All right, let's just blow past everything. I've got some fun facts. I'm excited about the fun facts. I'm excited to ha- get this back on the rails where where it's supposed <laughs> to be. Anyways, we'll say this again after the next question. Happy birthday, Tyler. Let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 2, a movie that I'm guessing is probably top 10, if not top 5, for yours. I would say top 10. There we go. <clears throat> For those of you who haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2, let me tell you about Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Here's the plot. Guardians. They're guardians of this galaxy. They're on a mission. They're just doing this thing. They're cleaning up. They're killing a monster. They finished killing the monster, and the person in charge of it is like, thanks for killing the monster. Here's your prize. Gamora's sister, she was trying to steal the habulary batteries, so we arrested her. Rocket's like, yeah, you wouldn't want anybody to do that. And he's got some. And he's like, haha, I stole them. Anyways, they get back in their spaceship. They're flying away. And then what happens? The lady comes and sends all of her dudes to try and attack him. And they're like, why are they attacking us? And they're like, because he sold the habulary batteries. And so they're fleeing. <clears throat> and like they're trying to get away. And they're doing it. And then all of the ships show back up again. And they're like, oh, no, we're not going to make it. And then a one-inch man flies up on a spaceship and destroys them all. And they're like, that's crazy. one-inch man. So they teleport to the next little place, and they get to the next little place. And while they're there, uh, 
Oh, while they're there, Yondu, the blue man uh, from the blue man group, is like, <laughs> hey, my friends from the gang I used to be in, can we be friends? And he's like, no, you did stuff where you sold kids. You know we're not about that. We're about just about every other form of crime, but no kids. <laughs> and he was like, okay, but I didn't know. And I'm like, well, you didn't know because you didn't look. That's on you. Maybe you should have been a little bit better about the crime you're doing. We're people of, you know, renown. And then the lady from before shows up and she's like, hey, Blue Man Group, I need you to hunt down the Guardians of the Galaxy. And he was like, oh, okay, I can do that. And so he gets all of his crew together and he goes to hunt down the Guardians of the Galaxy. Anyways, back to the Guardians. There, they're repairing their ship. One Inch Man shows up. Turns out it's our friend Starman's dad. Yeah. He's not Uh, even one inch. (laughs) No, he's, he's he's a regular dude. He shows up and he's like, hey, I'm your father. Also, I'm a god and a planet. Come with me. And they're like, okay. So some of them go with him and Rocket and Groot and uh, uh, Nebula all are staying there on the planet to fix the spaceship. So when Star-Lord and his, uh, his group all go with his dad, his dad's like, hey, what's up? This is what I did tried to have kids across the universe but you're the only one and now we can be friends together i planted plants across the universe while they're there they run into a praying mantis woman who's like hey maybe some shit's going down here and so then uh gamora and drax are like hey some shit's going down here and star lord's like no you just hate my dad and you don't want me to feel love and gamora's like Honestly, if there was a therapist anywhere in this galaxy, I would tell you to go see them. But clearly, therapy doesn't exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe unless you're hanging out with Falcon. So we're not going to address that right now, but it's something we need to address. Anyways, while that's happening, uh, Groot and Nebula and Rocket all get apprehended by Yondu. And Yondu's like, that lady wants to buy you guys. And all of his friends are like, yeah. And he's like, that's why we're not going to do it. Those Harlem batteries are going to sell for a lot. And they're like, no. And they do a mutiny. Mm-hmm. Throw a bunch of people off the ship. Lock uh, Yondu and Rocket up. Groot is now their mascot. They're not treating him very well. It's quite disappointing. And, uh, and Nebula's in charge. Nebula's in charge. She's like, hey, I'm going to be in charge now. And they're like, okay. Anyways, uh, because it's James Gunn, there's a beautiful uh, fight scene after they break out of the jail. They kill everybody. They get in their spaceship. Things blowing up. Taser face is like, it was bigger, me. It's an upgrade. He gets a comic book, comic book classic fin. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, they go. They go. The golden man, gold, gold woman with the Harlem batteries knows where they are now. Anyways, <clears throat> they go to the planet where uh, the, the planet that is uh, Star-Lord's dad. When they get there, uh, it turns out Star-Lord's dad's like, hey, I planted all those things across the universe because I'm going to become the universe. And they're like, that's not good. Uh, and then he's like, also, I killed your mom. I gave her cancer so that I wouldn't have to come back to Earth. And Star-Lord's like, that's really fucked up, dude. And so then they fight, and it's this whole thing. It's a big battle. Everybody's there fighting. Oh, Gamora and Nebula make up. That's super cool. Anyways, it's a big fight. Uh, and then they're they're about to win. Star-Lord's about to win. They're trying to get off the planet. They only got one space suit left. planet's about to blow up. And Yandu, they kill, they kill the, they kill his dad, and then kill the planet. And Yandu's like, "Hey, Star Lord, he wasn't, he may have been your dad, but he wasn't your, fa- he may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy." And he gives him the spacesuit, and Yandu dies. 
And Star-Lord's like, no, Yandu, I love you. And Yandu's like, I love you too, and that's why I was okay sacrificing myself for you. And then... Because I see you as a son. Right. And then uh, they they do a funeral for him, and Rocket's like, I called all his little friends, and I told him what he did. And they showed up, and they did a funeral. And it's very beautiful, and it made me cry a lot. I had to like get my voice back because I had to go do still like a whole day's worth of customer service calls even after this. And, but it was okay, but I, I made me cry a lot. I shouldn't have watched it at lunch and that's guardians of the galaxy too. That's it. Did I miss one of the, I can't remember what the end credit scenes are. Oh, one of them is Adam Warlock because gold lady mm-hmm. uh, is making a baby. In a machine, in a machine, machine baby. Machine Baby, new band name, called it. <laughs> Machine Gun Baby. And like my baby one, Kelly. Yeah. So there you go. That's it. That's it. Here's the fun facts. Yes. Prop Master, which is always like the coolest title of anyone on a film set. Uh, Russell Bobbitt. Bobbitt. <laughs> had difficulty finding the cassette decks used in the first film, and all the Sony Walkman headphones they could find were broken. Wow. So they had, they contacted Sony to see if they had any available, and they didn't. So he made six from scratch. Wow. This is why they got... takes his job seriously. That's why they got Russell Bobby, because his brother, Tony Twisted, not as good at making <laughs> headphones. He's he's twisty. You can't trust that guy. Fergus Flickett is their... It's their dummy brother. He he's doesn't in do prison. Much. He's... <laughs> Anyways, what are the rest of the fun facts? Um, when James Gunn was writing the script for the movie and <clears throat> proposed the idea of Ego being Star-Lord's dad, Marvel told him that they did not have rights to the character. They belonged to 20th Century Fox because of his ties to the Fantastic Four and the Silver Surfer franchises. He had he basically said, I'm not going to do it any other way, um, and asked Fox if he could use the character. So they did a trade. Fox agreed to let Marvel have Ego, in return for Fox gaining more freedom over Negasonic Teenage Warhead's superpowers in Deadpool. Nice. That was the trade they made. <laughs> Honestly, she's great in Deadpool. That's a that was a that's a that's yeah. a good that's a fair trade. Yeah, I think so. Um, the dance that Groot does at the beginning of the film was choreographed and motion captured by James Gunn. Oh. He's the the person dancing in that <laughs> Neat. intro. And then it took the visual effects team almost two years to complete the rendering for that that scene. I mean, that scene's like the most bombastic scene in the whole movie, too. So it makes sense. That's interesting. He was saying, uh, for those of you who haven't seen Suicide Squad, highly recommend. Quite good. Two films, two curious uh, host Tyler is going to enjoy all of the pro-rat propaganda that shows up in that movie. But James Gunn, it's quite good. And they're great in it. Sebastian, although what's his real name? Jaws. Jaws is the name of the rat that plays Sebastian. He's very cute. And he's got his little peck peck on. He's he's a good little Aww. rat. <laughs> Anyways, James Gunn was saying that he really enjoyed doing Suicide Squad. It was a it was a breath of fresh air because of how little of it was CG after doing the very CG heavy Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. franchise, and specifically the second one, which so I think especially was even the more. second one because so. all of Ego is basically a. You know, green screen. <laughs> yeah. Well, those are some pretty fun facts. I, I got two more. Oh. You, you thought it was gun. over. <laughs> it's not. Um, 
when Peter Quill is detecting the extra dimensional creature at the very beginning, like he has his little gadget out and he's like, all right, it's coming to take the ambulary batteries or whatever. Ambulary batteries. <laughs> uh, it's a modified 1977 Mattel handheld electronic football video game. Yes, it sold is. Sold over sold over a million units in Christmas of 1977. A huge hit then. Uh, the you beep at the beginning hit in is the touchdown sound. Oh, and neat. the other beeps are the ball moving down the field. What else was a hit? In 1977? Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. It was a big hit. Big hit. And the last one, oh, I wish this happened. James Gunn revealed that him and Kevin Feige wanted David Bowie to be in a cameo, but he passed away before oh. they were doing the filming in January 2016. You know who I think he would have been really good as? Hmm. Now, obviously, Benicio Del Toro kills it as the collector, but David yeah, Bowie also would have been a pretty good collector, I think. Yeah, he would have. I would have he liked needs to have something seen... eccentric like that. He would have been good as, I mean, it would have been a much larger role, and I get why they did what they did, but he would have been good as one of them gold people. Oh, yeah. He's got a, he's got a, a sheen to him. He's got an otherworldly feel to him. He could also, I guess, I guess it could have been like, I mean, it wouldn't have fit. Hasselhoff is who Star-Lord would have wished his dad was, but he could have had. Yeah. Well, yeah, too, but I wouldn't too. have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I would have I would have been interested to see where they would have put him. Yeah. He could have been Stallone's character. Yeah, that would have fit too. When uh when James Gunn asked Sylvester Stallone to be the voice of King Shark in Suicide Squad, uh he was like, "Hey, Sylvester Stallone, um I have a part that I wrote specifically for you. I think you would be great for it. It's just voice work. It's going to take like a day to get everything recorded and you're good to go." And he was like, what is it? And he was like, you're going to be the voice of a shark. And he was like, you know what? Anything for you, brother. <laughs> so there you go. And he uh, he's great in it. So quite good. That movie has both my favorite animals, so I really got to see it. Rats and humans. <laughs> no. Rats and giant alien starfish. <laughs> it's rats and sharks. It's rats. Or is it weasels? Because weasels in it, too. That's Sean Gunn plays the weasel. Oh. So, I feel like, much like the what movies would you pair with the mm-hmm. this instead of the one that we paired with this question that shows up in every other episode, I feel like, and we've talked about this before, that the what makes this different from the rest of the MCU is really a hard question to answer the deeper we get into this piece. It, it really it just feels like another like a movie oftentimes has about 20 22 chapters in it as part of like on the scene selection thing mm-hmm. on a on a DVD and this really just feels like another chapter on the DVD that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. I mean especially after the first Guardian shook things up and yeah. made a new status quo. This is just continuing that kind of status quo that we have at this point. I think it, it has more emotionally impactful scenes than it a does. fair number of the other MCU movies. With the it end. does. And I like it better than the first one, if only because the focus is on characters I like better. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really like Drax. I like Rocket. I like Yondu. Uh, I like they really uh, the give Nebula, everyone a moral relationship. They really do. They They have that issue in, like... Some of the Avengers movies. Yeah. They have that in like 
Captain America Civil War at certain yeah. points. Who the fuck is but, Hawkeye in the first Avengers? Nobody cares. It, yeah. I mean, the second one, he's great. Oh, yeah. But in this, it's like every... I can think of a, like an iconic moment for each character that happens in this movie. Like something that... Like you have Nebula and Gamora, their whole thing, their whole feud, yeah. and then it gets resolved. You have... Uh, really, I guess the least is maybe Baby Groot because he's just a baby. Right. He, he but has the he fun gets, dancing like, at the, the most. Yeah, he has, he has yeah. fun dancing at the beginning, and he has most of the comedic stuff. Like And... Uh, blowing up the brain at the end mm-hmm. and that whole bit about like this one this one and then this button don't press that button and he keeps <laughs> doing it. he's like no i said don't press that button then you have rocket and yondu yeah they're they're kind of Wonderful back and forth exchange. with each other yeah yeah and then obviously star lord with his dad drax Even, is just uh, consistently good throughout yeah. the whole thing but his oh god, I had forgotten about oh, when he talks about happened. his family. It, yeah, and Mantis touches him and starts to cry. Oh, that's so good. That's such a good scene. I really like it a lot. Yeah, everyone's got its standout scenes in the movie, which is a hard thing to do, and James Gunn's good at. Yeah, honestly, that is. I had we I messaged you just briefly about what could be another good question to talk about today about other movies like two movies from a director that are different vibes. And it, it is very interesting to think about the fact that suicide squad is definitely a James Gunn movie. Like it feels like it and it shows, mm-hmm. but it's an entirely different vibe, which I, I think it in the back impressive. of my head, I knew, but I w- was afraid it wasn't going to be, but it, yeah, it is super impressive. But one of the things that's the same is we know even a character that dies minutes into the movie you know what that character is and is about. He does a really good job making sure that these characters feel well thought out and thorough and three-dimensional without making you just have to eat uh, exposition to make it work. Yeah, I'm not pointing fingers. If I was, maybe it would be gesturing in the general direction of the first Suicide Squad movie. But we don't need a scene where someone stands in front of a villain and reads their rap sheet and then goes to the next villain and does it again and then again. I mean, it happens in the first Guardians, too, when he's got them all in. Like they're doing the, the... You've just been arrested photos one, or whatever. But that one's most. But it's not that one's as much. just humor, and it because they doesn't really read out like they did this and this. They're just like, yeah. oh, look at this asshole. Like it, <laughs> it, it's more funny than it That's is. That's true. Yeah. Exposition at that point. I mean, if you pause it and read it, you get all the exposition. <laughs> but but yeah, even like in, in Suicide Squad, there's there's enough that a person who doesn't know that there are characters that I don't know, and I was able to understand what their deal was real easily. And if you do know the characters, there's bits in there that make you excited because they've referenced it. For example, Michael Rooker, Yondu, his character in Suicide Squad, I can't remember his name, but he's a villain of uh, the Birds of Prey. And at the beginning of the movie, he kills a canary because Black Canary is one of the Birds of Prey. So, there you go. Neat. Anyways, uh, do you have anything else to say about Guardians of the Galaxy 2 after I've talked about Suicide Squad? I don't think so. Just I need to see Suicide Squad. It's quite good. And, I mean, I do like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I think I like it better than the first one. I think it was a good movie. I would say that it's definitely better than half. It's it's 50% or higher. And, and if you go by soundtrack, it's certainly in the top 
two Definitely. MCU movies, probably, with the other Guardians. <laughs> well, I was going to say, at least for me, it's tied with Captain Marvel, which I felt also had oh, an amazing yes. soundtrack. So, yeah. Anyways, that's Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Thank you for listening to Why Do You Do MCU, sponsored by uh, our Two Films for Curious alum, Brenda, who has sponsored generously this segment of the special features. Also, shout out and thank you to our other patrons on Patreon, Cotagonists Chris and Nick. They've been our longtime contributors, and we really appreciate them. I'm saying this here because it's fun to float it around, and not because I forgot at the beginning again. <laughs> and they fund the beginning and end of the special features. <laughs> Boom. Yes, they fund the bookend parts. Two Films for Curious Alum Brenda does the middle. Anyways... <clears throat> the other the other question for today, also birthday related, kind of. Eh. Uh, for those of you who are not on the socials, I have no idea how you found us because that's literally the only place we're advertising. Uh, but as a, a popular thing that's been happening, especially on uh, the Twitter, is uh, tell us your age by picking two movies, albums, video games, that you're your favorite from the year you turned 13. So, Tyler, tell me your two favorite movies from the year you turned 13, and what year is it? That would be 2005. Mm-hmm. 2005. And my movies are, we have the first movie in a great trilogy, which is Batman Begins. Ooh, yeah. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. Big fan. Uh, I don't even know if there's anything I can say about it that I haven't already said before. Because it's it amazing. Just... It's wonderful. You should watch it. They've you should watch all three. The story that everyone knows and has seen a billion, jillion times, but they made it really good still. So, yep. Thanks, Chris thing. Nolan. And then the second one, I don't remember if I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's like one of it's one of the movies that really stuck with me after I watched it, and it's Kingdom of Heaven. Oh, Orlando yeah. Bloom and Liam Neeson and all kinds of people are in it. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not even particularly, like, strictly religious. And it's a very religious-themed movie, obviously, about, like, Jerusalem. Yeah. And stuff. But I don't know. I just really like it. I think it's got really good acting. It's a... Uh, yeah, really, it's a Ridley Scott movie. That's what I yeah. thought. Nick maintains that it's one of the movies where the theatrical version is better than the director's cut. He said the director's cut just makes it better, makes it longer, um, but it doesn't really add content, just time, which I get. Oddly, I think I've seen it, but I don't remember much from it, and I really need to watch it again because a lot of people in my life tell me that it's a movie that they really love, so I need to give it another shot. I maybe I was just tired when we watched it the first time, Um, but. From what I hear, there's nothing in there I won't like. Crusades movie, maybe critical of Catholicism movie. Yeah, I, it, got I mean, neat it, it actors is. movie. I'm here for it. It's got Jeremy Irons. Jeremy like Irons him. movie. He's been in the worst movie we've ever watched for this podcast. Yes. We still maintaining that Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> is the worst movie we watched for this podcast. I think so, right? I think so. I can't think of anything that would be worse. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Speaking of, you know what we're gonna have to do what? when we when we decide like the podcast 
when we're like 80 years old and it's over, we got to rank yeah. all the movies we ever watched. Not just like oh each my year God. we've ranked the That's going to take a year <laughs> in and of itself because we're going to have to watch them all again. And we're going to have to do a marathon again and we're going to have to invite everybody over. We'll be retired by then so we well, can we'll spend just, every it day. It might just be some urns with us at that point. I don't know. <laughs> They're just going to set our two urns on the table and make us record, but we can't talk because we're not ghosts because ghosts aren't real, he says hopefully. <laughs> also, speaking of the worst movie we ever watched, uh, 2004 was a really great year for movies, but uh, it also had the worst movie I've ever seen come out in that year, which is Super Baby's Baby Geniuses 2. That's not my favorite movie of 2004. That it's was my least favorite, favorite. movie. Oh, no, okay. no. It was a really <laughs> big year for movies. A lot of really good movies came out that year. Super Bad came out that year. Uh, Ella Enchanted, which I really liked a lot. Uh, I had a whole list, and I can't remember where it is now. Uh, Spider-Man 2 came out that year. Prisoner of Azkaban, oh, Incredibles, Day After Tomorrow, Martin Scorsese's greatest work, Shark Tale, uh, the Perfect Score, which is a movie I love, fifty first, like a ton of movies came out this year. So instead of picking the two movies that are my most favorite that came out in 2004, I am picking two movies I think that more people should see from 2004. Oh. The first is Primer. Primer is a very weird movie about time travel and how time travel oh. might work. It's kind of a, it's a very independent movie. It's actually filmed in and around Richardson, Texas. Uh, oh. For those of you like uh, like myself and T-Dog, who were graduates of UT Dallas, uh, the former hallway in ECS, no, the, the, well, I guess the second floor of ECS North is in the movie, and the third floor of Founders North, whatever floor of Founders North that used to have all the refrigerators in it. Is that Founders North? Is that Founders Either way, that hallway that used to have all the refrigerators in it, also in Primer. It's a great movie. Mm. It's weird about time travel. Uh, there is an old XKCD comic where they're talking about like uh, relative uh, closeness of characters over the course of the movie. And it's this little timeline. The timeline for Primer is just all jumbly because it's really hard to tell what's happening in that movie. And notoriously, it's going to take a couple of watches to, to pin down exactly what's going on. But mm. I think it's really neat. It's a neat movie. The other one is Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Very easy to follow. Not a difficult plot. Almost entirely green screen, uh, but it's really just visually cool. I think it's a really neat movie to look at. It feels like just classic pulp whatever. I think it's a really cool movie, and I think that more people need to watch it. Two Films, Three Curious alum, The Other Bill, would agree with me because it's the movie he uses to test his sound system every time he hooks up new speakers to his TV. Oh. Well, I think that's it. Do you have anything else to say about 2004? No. Do you have or a birthday wish? Um, if I did, I can't tell you. It won't come true. Now you should tell me a thing that you don't want to have happen and say you want it to have happen, and then it'll, it won't come true. <laughs> what are you doing for your birthday? Tell um, the people. Tell the folks at home. On my actual birthday, we're going to have brunch. And I'm going to watch one of my favorite movies. I still haven't decided which one's going to be yet. That's wonderful. And play some video games and then have dinner at 60 Vines. Ooh, yes. I love 60 place. Vines. 
even as a person that doesn't drink anymore, I'm here to say I am pro 60 vines. They've got that, is that a cucumber thing? Is it cucumbers? It might be, it's, maybe it's zucchini. They've got an app that's some sort of vegetable like that, and it's so good. I'm very excited. Last time I was there was for my birthday two years ago, I think. <laughs> so It's been a minute. And then we're going to celebrate on Saturday going to Cidercade. I'm going there too. Maybe I'll see you there. <laughs> it's not a surprise like it was for your birthday. No, I was a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know and I was very excited. But I'm glad that we're going there. Anyways, thank you for listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Again, thanks to our sponsors. Uh, and uh, Thank you for pausing and singing happy birthday to me. Yeah, that was very good. I'm glad that you guys did that. Our next episode uh, is the T-Dog birthday episode. You want to tell them what movies we're watching? We're watching Princess Mononoke and Moana. They're both animated movies. Is Mononoke on Disney Plus? I don't know. I think it's on it's on HBO. All right. So Princess All Mononoke right. is on HBO Max. Uh, Moana is on Disney Plus. This Most, if not all, of the of the Ghibli movies are on HBO Max. Okay. That's good to know, because I was afraid that I wasn't going to find it. <laughs> and the theme is a lot of things. Two Films for Curious alum Devin says, happy birthday to Tyler. Thank you. And uh, that's it. And so Keep watching movies. And uh, stay curious. And uh, we, we love, love you. you. <laughs>